Blog Talk Radio. Glorious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are right now, hearing the sound of my voice. I pray that you are walking in the fullness of the blessings of God. I am Elder Coilette James, and you have tuned in to the It's Real Radio broadcast. We are so stoked and excited today to um, come together with you in the airwaves. My beautiful co host and I's mission in this show is to encourage you on your journey with Christ and to hopefully just give you some more fuel to keep your engine running as you run with the Lord. So we are excited today to come in and partner with you in the Word. In the Word, this is a partnership. It's a a communicating backwards and forth with you and with the Lord. And so we are so excited. And with that being said, as always, it is such a joy to me to bring on my co-host. She is someone that has been near and dear to my heart for over 30 years. God has blessed this. And let me just say this. This is just in my from my heart and in my spirit. If you are new in the Lord and you feel troubled because God may be separating you from some people, or you may not even be new in the Lord. You may have been walking with the Lord for a while, and God is separating you from some people that's in your life that may not be going on the same journey that you are traveling on or going in the same direction on the road that you are traveling on. I am here to tell you not to be troubled in that. When I came to know the Lord in a more intimate and personal way 31 years ago, God separated me from the sphere of influence that I was currently hanging out with, and he put new people in my life. And Tanya is one of those people that he put in my life as he brought me and separated me unto himself. And let me tell you, our journey together has been through some some treacherous times, some seems like perilous times, some dark times, but then some mountaintop experiences as well. And I'm here to say this, and I'm just feeling this really in my spirit to, to push out there that when God gives you a kingdom connection, when God joins you to somebody, it's because he knows your future and he knows what he has put in each of you to sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron. So I'm always so grateful and so excited to bring on my beautiful, talented, incredible co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts. Hi. How are you, lady? I am just 
um, what they say, exuberated about that introduction. <laughs> it is so true. You know, but sis, that's what a friendship is, and I believe that's what a relationship is, and that's what life is, no matter what you go through, whatever it is, a job, a situation, family members, um, a, a marriage, a friendship. It, it has to stand the test of time. You know, I tell people all the time, mm -hmm. people can mm -hmm. stick around for five minutes or three months or six months, even a year sometimes. And I've been on a journey mm -hmm. in my life in different cities and different places where I've gone. And sometimes I wonder, Lord, what is it? Am I not supposed to be around anybody? Is it no one that draws to me that, I, you know, I draw to people? But I thank mm -hmm. God for you for your friendship and just where God is taking you. And I've seen it. And I just believe in my heart that you have to have a witness when God takes you to where they have to take you. So somebody can say, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to be that witness to you to say, I've seen that. I remember that. And, you know, and, and that's what's so good and everything is so great about it. Thank you so much, beautiful lady. And I just want to ask, how has your day been going? Oh, my day. My day, my day, my day has been nothing short of absolutely amazing and incredible in the Lord. You know, just even in, in, in what I was just saying about how God will connect you to certain individuals and people, likewise, God will send you on some journeys that on, on the surface you may not have wanted to take. You may not have wanted to go to. Um, I am currently in Dallas, Texas, and I, I, in all honesty, I am not a fan of Texas. I've never been a fan of Texas, and it's just you know I, I don't know. It was just it's just something about Texas that has never ingratiated my heart. And what is really really strange about this, and I tell people this all the time. Um, I'm adopted, as most of you know, because you've heard my testimony, but both of my fathers, the father that I know and the father that I don't know, were both from Texas, and I can't explain to you why I feel the way I do about Texas, but Texas, is, you know, it does not rank up there in my favorite places. It's nothing really, really bad has ever happened to me in Texas, but I just have never, I've never been a Texas person. So when my boss called and said he wanted me to come to Dallas for well, actually he started for a couple of weeks is what he said, and then as he is so prone to do, he changed it to um, a month, and then he tried to convince me to move here, and I was like, nah, not doing that. <laughs> but, you know, we never know what God is in the midst of and what he is doing in our lives when we are, get an assignment. You know, I shared this a couple of weeks ago with, with our listeners that, you know, in my heart of hearts, I really wanted to quit my job. I, you know, I was tired of it. I felt underappreciated and I just, I was over it. And I so desperately wanted to quit. And my mantra at the time was, you know what, God, you have always taken care of me. You are my source. This job is not my source. And, you know, and I know that I can walk away and still trust you and be okay and yada, 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 okay? Um, and then one day God stopped me and said, do you trust me enough to stay? And that kind of like, Change the whole trajectory of, of my mindset. I mean, you and I have talked about this on the show before because he has led you back someplace where you thought you wanted to leave um, on the, the work front and then blessed it. But, you know, I, I was in church this morning 
And um, I don't know if a lot of our listeners would probably recognize the name Donna Richardson if you are into fitness. Donna Richardson, um, at one time, her name is Donna Richardson Joyner um, because she was married to Tom Joyner at one time. She had... um, has, not had, but has a, a thriving exercise um, empire, basically. She was doing videos and health and fitness and all of that, and, and that's still very, very prevalent in her life. But um, she she is a friend through a mutual friend of ours, and so she um, invited me to the Potter House, and, um, and so I went this morning, and because of Donna's... Um, statue in the church, I guess. That's her home church here that, you know, we were like on the front row of the Potter House, you know, and just like right there in the midst of the anointing. And Bishop Jakes, as I said, he's in Africa, but he had Dr. Ron Carpenter there this morning. And for those of you that don't know Ron Carpenter, he is a phenomenal orator. Um, he is the, the gentleman, the Caucasian gentleman that gave John Gray his church last year in South Carolina, and it was a big uproar because he's this white pastor who had this 22,000-member church that he handed over to um, a black man in South Carolina, um, to, to John Gray. And, um, and then he moved to um, California and took over a, a mega church there. But at any rate, just a phenomenal man of God. And, and I've followed him for years because of our pastor, Pastor Dion, had went to a leadership, a pastors and leadership conference at Ron Carpenter's church years ago, and it just really changed his mindset of how he looked at our church um, and from just looking at it as a small church to giving it um, more depth and seeing the magnitude of God in the midst of it and no longer considering it a small church. Anyway, I said all of that to say that this man, <laughs> I promise you, Tanya, this man tapped into the throne room of God this morning, and his message was the power of your sound, the power of your sound. And, girl, if I tell you, I mean, this church was upside down. The potter's house was upside down this morning, for real, from this message. And it was transformational because he dealt with um, the the key, one of the, the most important keys that God has given us is our sound. Because God created sound before he created matter. Because when you think about it, and he took us there in Genesis, excuse me, the first chapter, everything that God did, it says, and God said. Which means if you say something, if there is a, an, a, a verb, vibration, vibration in the atmosphere that causes that sound to go out and, and the, the cosmos reacted to the sound of God. Because when God said, things happened. When God spoke, creation came into being. Okay, the heavens and the earth were created, the trees and the birds and the fish and the seas were created because God said, because God said. And and what was so powerful about the message that Pastor Carpenter had this morning was recognizing the power that God has given us, the authority that God has given us in our sound. 
in our sound. So what I wanted to talk about today and what God just really placed in my spirit was what is the sound of your atmosphere? Like, what is the sound that you are creating within your atmosphere? And and as I was standing there this morning, one of the things that God spoke to my heart, because I was so overwhelmed by the power of God in that place and the anointing and whatever, and I'm standing there and tears are falling and, and I'm just thanking God for what he was doing because I believe that a curse was 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 killed and and rendered null and void over my family and over the different things that we keep encountering and we have just been going through. And he was talking about our praise, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So let me back up. But as I was standing there, one of the things that God spoke to me was, this is why it's important for you to listen to me when I say I need you to be someplace. And it, it, it was just like it, it resonated so strongly in my heart and in my spirit because here I was complaining about being in Texas because I don't really care for Texas, which is why I told you that story. But God had a blessing for me this morning in Dallas, Texas at the Potter's house. And so it's so important that we don't create the wrong sound in our atmosphere with complaining and murmuring and telling God what we don't want to do when God is pointing us into a space and a place that he has a blessing for us in. And and so that's why I wanted, that's why I told the, the gist of the story leading into this, because it just, it was like, Lord, you know, I am so sorry, and I hear you, and I understand. I understand that it is not about me. And we talk about this all the time, Tam. It's not about me. It's about what you created me for. And God created each and every one of us to make a sound, to release something in the atmosphere. Pastor Ron this morning, he dealt with, and, and I know I'm just, I'm going on and on and on, but if you can't hear it, please know I am so excited in my spirit by what God is doing. Um, insane because it is just so incredible to me how he does things. One of the things that Pastor Ron did, he took us through specific um, scriptures in Genesis and how God, when he created things, he kept saying it was good. He created the light, okay, and he said the light was good. He created the day and moved the night from the evening and said it was good. He created um, the earth, okay, and said it was good. He told the earth to bring forth fruit and grass and, and all of that and said it was good. And all these things he said was good, except if you go to Genesis one and six, and the, the sixth and the seventh verse, it says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters, which was under the firmament, from the waters, which were above the firmament, and it was so. He didn't say it was good. It says, and God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Now, everything else he did and all his other creations and everything else he spoke forth in Genesis 1, he said was good. 
But here, when he created the firmament, he said it was so. He didn't say it was good. He said it was so. And he kept going. Like he marked everything that he did with it's good. And in fact, what, what Pastor Ron was saying, he said, you know, this is a bad God because God praised his own self after he did what he did. There was nobody there to praise him. So he praised himself with everything that he did and said, it's good. It's good. It's like, you know how, and sis, I know you can cook your behind off. You know how when you make that dish that's special to your heart and you taste it and you'd be like, mm, I did that thing. That's good. You know, that's how God was. You know, everything was good. But when he did, he separated the firmaments and he called it the heaven, he just said it was so. And the thing that, that Pastor Ron dealt with and went into was he said that was so because we're talking about the heavens. And and if you're if you're a Bible studier or, you know, you're prone to know the word, you know that we deal in three heavens. We deal with, you know, just the atmosphere that's above us, like which is called the air. And that's what he dealt with. He said the firmament um translates to the air. Okay, the first heaven is what we can just look up and we see the skies and we tell each other we're looking up to heaven. And then there's the second heaven, which is where the principalities and wickedness and the high places, those are the high places where they're dwelling. And then there's the third heaven, which is where God is seated. And so he was saying that everything else was good because he did it. But when it came to the firmament, he gave us the key. He gave us the power of death and life. He gave us the authority to speak, and it'd be so, to speak. So I wanted to talk about it, and I know, like I said, I'm just going on, but it's just so exciting in my spirit. I just kind of wanted to talk about it. What are you speaking into your atmosphere? Are you... He said this, he said, he used David as an example, and he said, don't ever run toward your enemy without a word, without a sound, okay? When David encountered Goliath, he ran toward Goliath. He didn't run from him, he ran toward him, and he told, there was a sound that was released. He told Goliath, he said, you come at me with a spear and a sword, but I come to you, come at you with the name of the Lord God of Israel, who will deliver you into my hands this day. And he did it. So I want to know, and I want us to just kind of reflect and think about what atmosphere are you creating? What are you saying? Are you so busy trying to tell God what you want to and don't want to do that you're missing the things that he's calling you to for the blessings of your life, for the blessings of your family to materialize? Or are you allowing him to speak to your heart? And you are, as we've talked about this many, many times on this show, are you that atmospheric changer for the good? Okay, because we can change the atmosphere for the bad if all we're doing is murmuring and complaining and and walking in disobedience and saying things that's contrary to what God is speaking over our lives. We can do that. He has given us the key. He's given us that power and that authority to do that. Or are we? Are we changing the atmosphere according to the word of God? It is one of our keys to our victory. 
It's our voice. And I think that there's a reason why God keeps calling us back to the same subject. Because you know, sis, we have talked about this over and over and over again. But we've got to get it into the people's hearts and minds to really, really understand the power of our words. What is it that we are speaking? You know, you you said something, you shared something. This was probably last year or um Really, I actually, I think it wasn't too long after we started doing the broadcast together, so it may have even been a couple of years ago. But I remember that I used to introduce you as Tanya Clark Roberts, and one day you spoke into the atmosphere, I don't deal with the Clark anymore because I'm Tanya Roberts. I acknowledge my union with my husband. Clark was in the past. Roberts is who I am right now, and I acknowledge that, so I've dropped the Clark. That's what you spoke into the atmosphere. It was the first time in all the years that I've known you in the couple of marriages that I've known you to have that you took that stand that, no, my husband and I are one, and I'm going to acknowledge that, and I'm going to honor that, and I want everybody to know. I'm a Robert because I have covenant with my husband. See, those are the kind of things that we need to make note of. These are the kind of things that we have to make sure that we're, we're careful in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to let you join in. I know I've been going, 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 but, you know, this is just, you, you asked me one simple question. How was my day? <laughs> and I've gone on this 20-minute rant, but my day is great. <laughs> it's been phenomenal. How's yours, sis? <laughs> you know what I love about you? What you are what you what we were going to talk about today. How is your atmosphere? I tell people now, I didn't understand it before. If you don't have something new in your life, if you don't have something to be excited about, if you don't have something to do, then you're basically dying in your life. Please believe that when I when you hear my voice say that. And I love that you set the atmosphere for the show. You told me you went to the Potter's house. It didn't take uh, Pastor T.D. Jakes to be there for you to get what you had to get. Mm-hmm. God sent another messenger mm-hmm. to be able to speak over your spirit for you to get what you had to get. And that's setting yes. a new atmosphere in your life. The good thing is that now you know why you're still at that job. And it doesn't matter why, but you know that you can be blessed in it. You can be happy in it. You can be prosperous in it. You thank God for mm-hmm. it. And that's how I am right now on my job, why I'm where I was. No, things have changed since I've been uh, talked to you guys. New supervisor, new everything, and the atmosphere has changed. But God told me, you still have that same favor. You still have the authority to speak into existence what Mm -hmm. you want. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like this. You don't have to go into work being like this. You can go simply and do your job and do what you're told and do what you have to do. And you know what? I had to tell my boss, I'm so grateful. Because, see, I didn't have to be full-time. There's people that's been there five, six years still waiting to be full-time. Mm-hmm. I made it in less than a year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you put me there for a reason, Lord, and I thank you. What do mm-hmm. I have to do when I go in there to change the atmosphere? In my marriage, nope, mm-hmm. it don't always go right. But what do I have to do to change the atmosphere? Wherever you are, wherever you go, what are you doing to change your atmosphere? I thank God right now. You know what? My husband said something to me today, and I had to finally say to him, I'm happy there. I realize now that I am happy there. 
It doesn't have to be the way that I thought that it should be. When you wake up every day, every morning, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall be glad and rejoice in it. If the word of God says it yeah. for a reason. Right then, you should be setting your atmosphere. When I wake up in the morning sometimes and have to be to work at 5 o'clock, you guys, I get up by 3.30 and hit the snooze until 3.45, go into the shower, go into the bathroom to get myself together, and immediately I turn on the Word of God. So it can speak to my spirit, saturate my spirit while I'm getting ready for work. I wake up with it. I'm looking for it on YouTube. I'm mm-hmm. looking for it. And because I need to set my atmosphere, I need to set where I am. Let me tell you guys something. You know, sis, I love to hear that joy in your heart, that joy in your soul. We've been taught for so long that we're just supposed to be so doom and gloom. Oh, Lord, if you bless me, Lord, when you bless me, and what you get ready to do, I'm so grateful. Lord, that sweet by and by. I don't know about y'all. I ain't no sweet by and by nothing. I ain't gone. Lord, the sweet near here. I heard a pastor, I, I was listening to an old message, and he said, there's no such thing as someday, one day, if I could, maybe I should. So all I've ever heard is Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can set it. If you don't get it right on Monday, try try again on Tuesday. But keep trying Hmm. because your life is worth it. What tools did God put in your hands? We say all the time, I don't have no money. Okay. I don't have this. Okay, maybe he gave you a mouth but no money. Ask him what should you do with that mouth, that talking piece. Maybe he gave you speaking ability, but didn't give you something else. Ask God, what do you need to do with that gift? Because one thing mm-hmm. I know and I believe, sis, is God equips you with a gift. When he puts you here. Yes. Whatever it Everybody is. Everybody has it within them. Everybody mm-hmm. got something. Ask him, what is it, Lord? Mm-hmm. I need to know so I can do what you need me to do. How are you mm-hmm. setting your atmosphere? I realize Man, my husband and I are doing some things around the house. We downsizing and doing some things. Man, we start start snapping each other. It's a little hot outside. We try to do everything, and all of a sudden, he had to change it. He changed it. Babe, do you understand what I'm saying to you? He changed the atmosphere. So the atmosphere Mm -hmm. can change. It's totally up to Mm -hmm. you. Today, I speak life and life more abundantly. Today, Mm -hmm. I speak health. Today, I speak wealth. My husband said today, yeah. one thing I love about you is I'm not saying it's anything wrong, but you're walking in that wealth already. I told you you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm. And one thing I know is I'm not operating in fear today. I operate in confidence today. I'm not telling you guys that I don't feel it. A couple of days ago, I had a meltdown. I, almost, I, didn't, I didn't go all the way, Seth. I didn't go all the way. See, I'm getting better. I have to stop Amen. speaking that because I don't have uh, meltdowns like I used to. I'm having situations, Amen. and then I get it back on track, mm-hmm. and I speak to my mind. When I go at work and I'm doing something, somebody say something crazy, I get into that thinking, thinking, and then all of a sudden I savor there for about a couple of seconds, and I go, what you doing, Tanya? What you doing? Mm-hmm. You don't need to be there. That's not how this is the day that the Lord has made. 
I shall be mm. glad and rejoice in it. You better understand. You don't understand life until somebody tell you you ain't got much long to live. Okay. You don't understand joy until you lost everything around you. You don't understand mm. kindness until somebody treats you nasty. Mm. You don't understand money until you've been broke before. That's right. Set your atmosphere. And don't let it be somebody else's atmosphere. Stop watching Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. and uh and and everybody else and, and um Cardi B and all them. That's that's their atmosphere. What's yours? Exactly. I'm and don't get caught up. This. Don't get caught up trying to be a man pleaser. You know, you just doing something because you know that it'll it'll make someone else happy. No, do what God is 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 leading and prompting you to do, okay? Because, because, and this was really prevalent to me this morning, you don't know where your blessing is going to come from. You don't know the place to be at the moment that you need to be there. You know, I was talking to Donna earlier this past week, and she was like, you know what, I don't think Bishop is in town. I think Bishop is in um in Africa still, and I said, Donna, I don't go to church just for the person. I go for the word, you know. So I set that atmosphere then. I said, whoever's going to be there, even if Bishop is not there, whoever's going to be there, I believe that there's a word. So I set that before we even got there. And when we were standing there, and I saw Pastor Ron, Ron Carpenter walk on that stage next to um, Lady Sarita Jakes, so I was just like, ha, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Like before he ever even took the the podium, out my spirit said, "Oh, this is going to be good." Okay, and it was just like you know, it's what are your expectations? Do you believe God in everything? Another thing that I, I had made note of during the course of the the service today, because Pastor Ron was talking about where he comes from, and in South Carolina where he grew up, and he said he's only 51 years old, so it really wasn't that long ago in the whole scheme of things. But he said where he grew up, they had outside toilets. They didn't have inside plumbing. They had church where gorders literally fell off of people's net and laid there on the floor. This this lump of, of flesh just fell off. Okay, where people didn't take aspirin, they went to God. People didn't go to marriage council, they went to God. People that were sick and dying, they went to God and were killed. And he said, you know, it was common practice to see the miracles take place in his father's church. And as he was saying that, and he said, I don't see this anymore anywhere. Not that it's not as prevalent. He said, I don't see it period. And as he was talking and he was sharing about that, I wrote a note, and my note said, we don't rely on God like we used to. We have become so comfortable relying on everything else around us that we don't rely on God like we used to. And that's why we don't see the miracles that we used to see, the miracles of the Catherine Kuhlman days, the Oral Roberts days, you know, miracle after miracle after miracle. Because of that reliance on God, where, you know, you have nothing else but God. I believe that that's why God is so prevalent in my life, because there have been many, many, many times there was nothing else I had to lean on but him. 
and he has always shown himself to be mighty, always. Same way with Africa. You're always hearing about the mighty miracles that take place and the hundreds of thousands of people that walk for days just to get to a service, okay, because they're going after God. Why? Because he's all there. They don't have the luxuries that we have here. And the more luxuries that we encounter in this place, the less we rely on God. We rely on our, our things. We begin to rely on people. We rely on technology. We rely on medicine. We rely on all of these different things. Why? Because we've gotten comfortable. And we've allowed these things to take the place of our reliance on God. When do we see miracles for? The word of God says that signs, wonders, and miracles follow them that believe. Where does that belief come from? It comes from walking with the Lord and knowing that when you have nothing else, he is all that you need. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith also comes through, it's the, the now faith is, now faith is, okay? It's those unseen things manifesting in the seen world. That's, that's where faith comes from. It's like you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith. But when we walk by sight, we see all these other things that's around us, and those things around us causes us to rely on the things as opposed to relying on God. We rely on other voices, including our own. Not always the enemy that's talking to you. Half the time is you talking to you and talking yourself out of the place where God is telling you to be for your blessing because of what you want. You've allowed you to become prevalent, more prevalent than God. It's not always the enemy. You know, we put so much on the devil. And, and, you know, and I know it was a joke and whatever, but, you know, it, it has been said that he's sitting on the curb someplace crying because he gets blamed for everything. It's like, come on now. Come on, let's be real. Everything is not the devil. I am literally, I am more concerned about self than I am about the devil. I really, really am. Because I can see him coming. Okay? God has given me a spirit of discernment to where I can tangibly and audibly hear and see him coming and know it's me that I, that gets in my way. It's me. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. I want it this way. I want it that color. I want this. I want that. And God is saying, excuse me, what happened to you wanting me? Because when we begin to want him above all else, then all else falls in place. We've got to change our mindset. And in changing our mindset, then that will change our atmosphere because that will change the words that are being spoken out of our mouth. You know, I am constantly catching myself because it is so easy to slip into that place of murmuring and complaining. And I am so sorry. I do not want to wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of my murmuring and complaining. I don't want to miss the promised land. I don't want to miss it. And to me, the promised land is the fulfillment of what God has called me to do and called me to be. Do you not recognize and understand that according to the word of God, you were created, created, not just made, but created 
before the foundation of the earth was laid and everything that you needed, you were equipped with, was inside of you at your creation. And it was waiting, you, you were just waiting for the appointed time when God said, go. And that is when you came into the existence of this earth realm. Not when you were created, it's when you came into the existence of this earth realm because it was the appointed time for you to be here. So legally, he birthed you forth and gave you this earth suit that you're walking around in. But you, the essence of you, was created before the foundation, before he said, let there be and there was. You were already there. And so when we stop and we start to put context, to the different things that are in the word of God, when we start to look at that more than just some book that we read on occasion or someplace where we want to go to get a good, happy feeling, you know, because all scripture is not going to make you feel giggly and happy. There's correction and rebuke in the word of God. There is a straightening. There are laws and commands in the word of God. Why? Because it is a political book. It is a book that's teaching you about the kingdom of God. It's about dominion. It's about territory. It's about be obedient and following the edicts of your first citizenship. I don't care what country you hail from in this earth atmosphere, your original citizenship is in the kingdom of God. And that trumps whatever little citizenship man and government tries to give you down here. So I need to be true to my first kingdom. You know? Amen. Amen. We got to understand that. Go ahead, sis. No, you're fine, sis. I was, you know, what I'm learning, you guys, lately is the 12 disciples that walked with Jesus are the, the 12 disciplines in your mind. And Paul and Saul and Barnabas, they, every disciple had a different character, something that they were each fighting and struggling with, whether they were a liar, a cheater, a tax invader, or whatever it was, those were the 12 disciplines of your mind. And what I'm learning is we have to get a grip of what's in our mind. And I realized I've been blaming mm-hmm. the devil and giving him way too much power. Because one thing about mm-hmm. it is I'm learning now that when you learn to take responsibilities of your own actions and what you've done in your mm-hmm. life, and it's not bad as you think that it is. You just take ownership and stop blaming everybody else, the devil, God in heaven, your mama, your daddy that died, your, your grandma that ain't mm-hmm. here no more, your cousin. Yes, I've had a lot of bad things spoken over my life. And at the time, is what I chose to believe. So I am the children of, of Israel. It took 40 years to walk around a mountain because I did not understand the discipline of my mind. I'm not telling you, you guys, that right now it's still easy. Trust me, I'm still struggling and fighting with the disciplines of my mind. But what I realize is I don't want to blame my mama anymore. I don't want to blame anybody else. I mm-hmm. want to take action now. I don't even want to cast blame mm-hmm. anymore. I'm like, Lord, tell me what I got to do to get this right. Tell me how mm-hmm. I got to look at this. 
Tell me what I need to do. I need, I want a good day. This is what I chose to do. I ain't going to tell you guys that the, that hell ain't going to break loose. Life never promised that it would. But how do you take it? Man, I came home one day, you guys, and I'm putting, they said it was going to be like a little um, storm. I'm putting the cover on my car and my whole antenna on my car. I hear something go, ting, ting. I'm like, what is that? And it fell off. Well, there was a time I would have fell apart, had a fit, hit the ground, cursed somebody, don't say nothing to me, they messed up, we messed up. But you know what I said? You know what? I see my husband in the window. He didn't even see me. He got some glue and threw it back on because I was like, you can't do it like that. And then finally when he did it, he was like, there you go. I was like, what you put on there? It don't matter what I put on there. It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's fixed. Mm. And you guys, I want you guys to know something. Then it, that didn't just happen. Something else happened. Then something else happened. But what I'm mm. so grateful to God for, you guys, is that I don't take it how I used to. I'm not walking in the battle already defeated. I'm walking in the battle ready to conquer it and ready to take it on. I'm not telling you guys that mm. I don't have issues, and I may not tell you. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that when depression comes up, that I call on the name of Jesus and I call what the innermost mm-hmm. being, he said, Tanya, what you calling me for? I already gave you. I already equipped you. I gave you the word of God. I said, speak over yourself. Speak life to yourself in any given situation. Mm-hmm. When you don't have nobody to call, what are you speaking over yourself? What are you saying to yourself? Man, don't you guys don't think I don't have a friend in the world, I said the other day. I just don't feel like I have anyone in my corner. I just don't know. I'm going through this by myself. And then all of a sudden, God said, Really? And then I start mm-hmm. saying, how is it? I ain't got nothing to say. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mm-hmm. all right. It's not why you're telling me this. It's going to be all right. Discipline your mind, mm-hmm. and you can change your atmosphere. I didn't understand when mm-hmm. people told me, you guys, that when you, you, when you um, they used to say to me all the time, by the renewing of your mind. I didn't get that. I was like, how do you renew your mind? I didn't know how to ask anybody that. And when I did, back in the day with my grandma, they were looking at me and going, you're going to church. You're doing this. What you mean? You don't know. And I'm going, how do you do it? I'm a slow learner. Tell me tell me how to do this. I need instruction. I need to be equipped with instruction. Mm -hmm. I'm reading the word, but I'm not getting how to do this. And finally I heard in my mature age that I am, you got to wake up every day and practice it. You got to read the word of God and you got to believe it for what it is. Ask God to transform mm-hmm. that word mm-hmm. that even a deaf mute can understand. Because I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. something. It is in that word. But it's your perception, what we talked about several shows ago, of how you look at things, mm-hmm. what we talked about several shows ago. And it's your attitude, what we talked about several shows ago. They can control your atmosphere, mm-hmm. what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Read and study that shelf approved. I don't I didn't want to read. Well, how do you learn if you don't read? Something. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you pay attention? There's many different ways. Now there's Google, there's YouTube, there's Twitter, there's a hitter, every quitter, and everything else you can learn from. <laughs> and I please believe me, you guys, when I tell you this. You better hear and start changing your atmosphere. 
See, the world will probably tell you that the state you're in right now, you ain't got it going on and you broke. But I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I believe that even in the ghettos, you can live in prosperity. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I lived in the project, but my bills were paid. I had food in my fridge and on my table. Mm-hmm. God gave me protection and guidance. And even in the projects, they were selling drugs. They respected me, even at the age of 22, 23 years old. Even when I went through bad situations, if you heard my sister say several bad marriages, bad choices, but guess what? I'm so glad for them bad choices because now I know what bad choices look like. If you mm-hmm. don't make bad choices, how do you know what they look like? And now you I'm can so appreciate the good choice. You better shut up again. Mm-hmm. How do you respect mm-hmm. choices, good choices, if you don't know what it's like to make bad ones? If you've never been in bad right. relationships before, then how would you know what a bad relationship looked like? I'm just mm-hmm. so grateful I'm not that dysfunctional that if a man is beating on me, I'm supposed to stay. Nigga, I'm like, put your hands on me. And then we, it ain't going to mm-hmm. be no discussion. I'm so grateful that when depression sets in, where I wanted to die. Now I'm going, I don't want to go here. It's too much to live for. I ain't trying to let no doctor tell me nothing crazy for me to live. I'm listening to your word that you say you can add number of days and years upon my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm trusting you on that. How do you do that? You got to change mm-hmm. your state of mind. We talked about that. Yeah. Show before last, show before last. And we always implement everything over and over again, you guys. Not sounding like a broke record. Mm-hmm. But give you the opportunity to say, by the renewing of your mind, by the choices mm-hmm. of your disciplines, disciples, disciplines, disciples in the Bible, they walk with God. Your disciplines walk with God. Your alcoholism, your drugism, your mental instability, your depression, suppression, your marriage situations, your kid problems, those are disciplines, disciples that walk with God. Help me, Lord, but don't get into it. You don't think my kids are still dysfunctional? I just choose to handle it a different way. You can go ahead and put up with it if you want to. I'm not going to. And I can't, mm-hmm. can't nobody be mad at me and tell me I'm dysfunctional because I choose not to. What's your, what they say, what's in your wallet? Okay. As the credit card commercials say, what's in your spirit? What's in your reality? What's in your world? Do you wake up every day with hell in you? Do you wake up every day with depression? I can't help it. It's just a part of me. It's in my DNA. It's in my makeup. God did not bless you to come to this earth depressed and suppressed and depressed. You didn't serve a God that was. He said, greater is he that is in me than he is of the world. God didn't walk in depression. Why are you walking in depression? When I go to work now, let the Mm. same mind be in me, Lord, that is also in Christ Jesus. I know that you ain't full of hell. I know that you don't have a hateful spirit. I know that you're not depressed or suppressed. I know you're not angry. I know that you're not confused. I know that you're not mad. But you walk in love, peace, joy, happiness, prosperity. I want some of that today. You guys, please, my sister can be a living witness to tell you I was not that kind of a person. My spirit was so strong, I could have willed myself to death, and several times I did, but through the grace of God, he saved me. 
Mm-hmm. I was not that kind of a person that walks in happiness all the time. I thought it was my plate to walk in depression. I thought because what my family spoke over me that said I would never be anything, I'm never amounting anything, that was the truth. The devil is a lie there. Amen, 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 yes. What do you want in your life? Do you choose happiness, peace, joy? I'm telling you guys, I didn't tell you it was easy. What you think? When you start living like that, the devil going to go, okay, go ahead. He's going to kick up all hell in your life. Your job, people start tripping on your job, it's already happened to me. In your household, it already happened to me. With your kids, it's already happened to me. But you know what I, re- know what I really refuse? I don't know how much longer you're going to get me on this earth, but I want the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking life and life more abundantly. I know that this joy and this peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Bind up this deaf and mute spirit and let these ears and this mind and think again and let me hear the voice of God. Let me walk in prosperity and guidance of your love, your peace, that I can be able to spread it through the world. Keep it up, sis, that joy that you had today. You ain't over-talking yourself. You can only talk about the goodness of God. Why not talk about that for a lifetime and spread your seed? That your seed may multiply. Mm. Amen. I'm done. Amen. Amen. You know, God is so incredible, you know, and, and I heard, you know, one of the things you said that we have said these things, and I said the same thing a little while ago, we have said these things over and over again, but, you know, repetition is the mother of teaching. If we say it enough, prayerfully, you will get it down in your spirit and recognize and understand what God is saying to you, okay, because he's speaking to your heart, and we're living in a day and a time where just words are being just thrown out there without thought, without trying them. Like the same way the word of God says to try the spirit by the spirit, we got to try our words against the word of God, you know. Are you just saying things to be saying them because it makes you sound good? I remember um, thinking about this many, many years ago, and this was even probably before I even gave my life to the Lord, of people that say things just to hear themselves say it, you know? Um, They think that it makes them sound good when they say it. This is how... One of the things that I taught my children and my grandchildren, make your words have weight. Don't say things just to say things. If you don't have nothing to say, keep your mouth shut. Don't say things just to try to impress somebody. Don't just put things out there. You know the old adage, you just keep throwing things up, (laughs) not things, but you know, you just keep throwing mess up against the wall to see what will stick. A lot of times we do that with our words. We just keep throwing things out there. The same way that as mates, 
we know what words we can put out there to push our mate's button, to hurt them. And, and we're doing it purposely. We may come back later and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. But that's a lie. You did mean it when you said it. Now that you've calmed down, you may be remorseful that you said it. But when you said it, you knew exactly what you were saying. You knew exactly the outcome that was it was going to have as far as affecting that person's emotions and even their psyche at that moment. You meant to push that button. You meant to hurt them. Now, after the fact, because you were in the heat of emotions yourself by then and in the heat of anger or whatever, you may, now that you have calmed down, you may say, I didn't mean it. But you did mean it when you said it. Like, let the truth be the truth, okay? God, Like God says, his word is truth and every man be a liar because his word is real. So be honest, be truthful. You know, when you go into them, you know what, I'm sorry, I apologize. And I'm not going to tell the lie that I didn't mean it. I meant it at that time, but I meant it in the time of emotion. I meant it in the heat of battle. I was watching a movie yesterday, and and this lady asked this gentleman, she said, um, she was asking him some questions about himself, trying to get to know him. And her last question was, is all fair in love and war? And he pounded the question for a minute, and he looked at it and said, yes. And she said, good answer. Actually, truthful answer. Because that's how we feel. We feel that all is fair in love and war. So if we're in the middle of a battle and it's wartime for us, then we, we no holds barred, half the time we're going to say things that we know we're going to regret later, but it does not matter because we're going to open our mouth and let them come out anyway. Let those words come out anyway. In the same way in the heat of passion. We say things in the heat of, of, of passion in a loving manner that sometimes we might have to, like, Actually, after that moment has passed, think about what you said. Like, hmm, hmm. You know, think about this. Think about this. When you tell somebody, I love you so much, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. Is that real? Is that truth? I love you so much, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you? Well, excuse me, let's back that thing up. Because there's a few things that I'm not going to do for you. Okay? I may love you. And I thank God for you, you know, I love my husband, I thank God for him, but there's some things I'm not going to do for him. So we need to be careful of what we're putting out there. And let our word, like the word of God says, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. In other words, when you say yes to something, let that be what it is, and you do what you say you're going to do. If you say no to something, likewise, let that be, let that no stay. And stand. So we need to watch and be careful and monitor, monitor what is coming out of our heart. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So if our heart is controlling our thoughts and our thoughts are coming out of our mouth, we need to be cautious and careful in that thing. Because, like we've been saying for this whole hour, is the point of the authority that God has given us in our sound, in our sound. Something else that Pastor Ron said this morning, he said churches have become too quiet. 
We're quiet. We're silent. You know, you can go in some churches, and I'm talking dead churches, and there's no praise, you know, and nobody's shouting, and nobody's screaming. And it's like, mm, oh, well, all of that's not necessary. Yes, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's necessary. It's necessary for me to let the enemy know who I serve, whom I serve, and whom I have power and authority, and I'm not going to let the devil shut my mouth. And let me say this to you, because this resonated in my spirit this morning as well. You may have made some mistakes in your life. You may have done some things that you are not proud of, and you may have people that are trying to cause you, people and spirits that are trying to cause you to walk in condemnation, and because of your past, you don't want to open your mouth and express what God is saying to you. The devil is a lie, and so are the people. Do not keep silent when God is telling you to speak. Now, there is a time and a place for silence. I'll give you that. If God didn't say, say it, then you need to shut your mouth. But if God is prompting you to give a decree, to speak a word, even to prophesy over somebody's life, do not allow your past to hold you in condemnation and cause you to not speak out what God is saying in you. I want to read something to you that I wrote down this morning um, as, Pastor, as Pastor Ron was speaking he was talking about how God releases things. God speaks to what is holding something and commands it to turn it loose, okay? First thing God created was a sound, and God said. God speaks to what is holding something and commands it to turn it loose. So there is the anointing that is covering you, the anointing that has been placed on your life. He says something else, girl, and I really love this thing. He said, Jesus Christ, as we know, Christ is not his last name. Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. Okay. He said, the man, Jesus, is sitting at the right hand of God. But the anointed Christ, is still here in the earth realm. The anointed Christ just looked for another body. And on the day of Pentecost, he found a new body, the body of Christ. And so that anointing is still here in this earth realm. And it is moving and operating in and through us if we give it permission. See, that's the key. Because God is a God of choice. He's not a God of force. I'm not going to make you love me. I'm not going to make you do what I'm calling you to do. I want you to freely choose to serve me. I want you to freely choose to love me. And in that act of obedience, in that choice of loving me, in that choice of allowing me to have control over your life, then you allow me the freedom and the reign to rule through you and to watch signs, wonders, and miracles transpire around you. So I'm encouraging you. We're at the end of the show, but I am encouraging you to to monitor what you are speaking into your atmosphere, that immediate heaven that you speak into, because that will control what's going on in the second heaven. You see, when God, when Daniel prayed to God and the angel came with Daniel's answer, the angel got caught up in the second heaven. And Michael had to come in war on his behalf for him to get past the second heaven, to get into this first heaven, to speak the answer to Daniel. 
But it was Daniel's consistent prayer that called forth Michael to come into war so that that answer could be released. So I want to encourage you to recognize and understand that your words are releasing power to allow those answers to those prayers that you've prayed to be released. Command it to be loose. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And it is your words that give you the power and the authority of what transpires within your atmosphere. So I thank and praise God for our show today. Um, It was a blessing to me. I pray that it was a blessing to you. And, Tam, I'm going to let you give your parting thoughts, and we will be done for the day. God bless. One second of thought, you guys. Words are powerful. Be careful what you speak, as my sister said. I didn't understand that you gave me A's and your nays be nays, but you don't even understand even what you don't speak can have existence and come into existence, and what you do speak is even more. I love you guys. Be blessed. Until next time, keep it real. Amen. God bless. God bless. Have an incredible week in the Lord. Speak into your atmosphere when thus says the Lord. Command those things that be not to be as God has given you the power and the authority to do. God bless you. Lord willing, we will be back with you. Same God time, same God channel next week. God bless. Love you, sis. Love you, too. Let's keep it real.